All right, welcome in to the BFR podcast presented by Sports Mockery. My name is Dave. I cover the Bears for Sports Mockery. You can check out all sports, uh, Chicago sports on sportsmockery.com. I'm joined by my good friend, co-host uh, Ficky. Follow him on all socials. It's Ficky Baby. Go ahead and check out the podcast as well on Twitter, all socials, BFR underscore pod. Bears win. Again, first time in the Eberflus era where they've won back-to-back games. They've also won, what, back-to-back uh, wins in against the NFC North where they yep. were actually, he was 0-9. Uh, yep. Going against the Vikings now, he's you know two in a row. It's it's a little crazy. We have a. I'm excited. Uh, I have a lot I want to talk about. Like almost too many things to really get to. But <laughs> Vicky, man, first of all, as we always start this show, man, how how you feeling? No, I'm good. I, so I have. Uh, I think I mentioned before in the show, but I have like two friends that are uh, one's a Packers fan and one's a Lions fan. So I'm like texting them during this whole thing. You know what I mean? And so like to finally get revenge right because obviously I, the whole time during this game i'm feeling please please don't blow it because i was talking mad shit and i, and I was afraid that we we're gonna have the exact same thing that happened last game because there was four minutes left we were up 12 and that's literally the same thing that happened three weeks ago when we lost to the Lions. so the ego in me is like just happy that we actually had a lead and then kept it for the whole game and so like yeah i mean i'm never gonna be mad there's nothing that's going to bring me down from a Bears win because they there's so few and far in between. So I'm excited as hell. I, I know, man. It, it's honestly surreal uh, that the Bears have won back-to-back. And then the way they won it today, and I know we'll get to the game in general, but, I mean, 28-13 against a team that was 9-3 and heading into this. Like, they first of all, they should have been – they should have beat them the first time around. It was which is crazy. Which the is crazy. They should have beat about. them twice. <laughs> yeah. And they should have beat them twice convincingly. Except yeah. for, you know, we all know about the first matchup and the meltdown there within the last four minutes. But at the end of the day, a 28 to 13 win, you're now two, you have two straight wins. You could go on a 6 0 run to end the season now because that was probably the toughest matchup, maybe on paper. I know Cleveland's going to be tough maybe? with defensive Packers, too, but I think they're beatable, man. And until we do, we probably won't have any faith. Jordan Love. Jordan, I, Jordan Love has been playing well, but and I will get yes. I know we'll get to it, but how the defense has been playing recently, not just like, oh, these past two games, but like the past nine, mm-hmm. like we do have a chance. Let's put it this way. Every game that's left, yeah, we may not be favored in, but we there is a possibility that we could win the game, right? None of them, it's like, oh, that team is so dominant that there's yeah. no chance. You know what I mean? We're not playing Kansas City again, thank God, so. No, absolutely. And honestly, I'm not even to say that I'd like my chances against KC the way this defense is playing, but I want to kind of start there. I know we can talk about Justin Fields and we're going to get to him in a moment because I have some things I want to talk about and say about him today. I know you have a lot to unpack with him as well, but I want to talk about Montez Sweat. I want to talk about this defense and the turnaround they've had because honestly, I don't know what the numbers say, but I know they were top 10 the last few weeks, top last yeah. five weeks or something like that. Yeah. How good is this Bears defense, man? Right now, points. Easy. Yeah, you go ahead and read up the stats if you have. No, some. I was just gonna. I don't have all the stats. Here, oh no, you're but, good. Um, I, I mean, I would say yeah, they're a top ten team. How they're playing right now? If we go from eight hmm. weeks ago, nine weeks ago, if you count now, right? Basically, it's funny because Warren Sapp, who's a big uh, NFL guy on Twitter, he was talking about not Warren Sapp, the player, the uh, the other guy, um, or Warren Sharp. Sorry, Warren, Warren Sapp, Sharp, the yeah. Hall of Famer. My bad, Warren Sharp. <laughs> Uh, he was talking about he brought it up just randomly before this, you know, before this Sunday game. He was like, the defense, the flu's defense has been balling out. Like they're top five in rushing defense and turnovers are top five. And it happened eight weeks ago. And I and I was like, the first thing I thought of was, oh, we've talked about it multiple times on the show. Once Alan Williams left, right? And and Flues took over, that was a basically the shift that we saw. But there was another key piece which I totally forgot. I, we talked about it when it happened but I totally forgot about it. And Warren Sharp uh, Sharp brought it back up on his tweet was that we hired Phil Snow as basically uh, not a defensive coordinator, but he basically preps. He does the advanced work of looking at the future opponents and how they run their offenses and gives Flus more information, you know what I mean, to prep for those opponents ahead of time. You know, Flus is doing a lot. And so, I mean, with Flus taking over with the addition of Phil Snow, we're kind of seeing like, peak defense right now right red zone defense has been pretty good right we haven't like i feel when we get in the red zone i still feel like there's a chance to hold teams to field goals which we which we did today um obviously the turnover right we had three of them again today i know one of them at the end doesn't really count and one of them was a muff pump but we still saw jalen johnson interception and then timeout pay that man right you need to pay him 
And then overall, the addition of Montez Sweat, like game changer, bro. He, the, the Javon Dexter got his first sack today. Guess who was right with him? Montez Sweat. Montez Sweat got his own sack, one-handed, holding Jared Goff. Now, I know Jared Goff's basically a piece of cardboard back there, but still able to pull him down. And then, obviously, the amount of pressures you see him get week after week after week. So, like, great addition. I just think, like, things are lining up at the perfect time, which has been great. The only question is, is it too late? This defense looks good, but will it be important if we can make, if we can win the next five out and get to the playoffs. So overall though, to answer your question, they're playing like top five, I mean, top 10 easily. And then there's definitely some uh, categories and uh, statistics that would easily put them in the top five. Right. So again, they, the rushing game was not, the run game wasn't too great today, uh, you know, defending the run, but the lions have one of the best right. running combos in the league. And so one of the best offensive hard. lines. Facts that also too. So, but and they still kind of held their own. They gave up a couple big plays with Gibbs and Monty was added some had some chunks at the end. But overall, Rant's done. But overall, the defense has no, looked. Phenomenal. I almost want to. I want you to almost keep going um, <laughs> yeah. because you're, you're. I love what you're saying, but I want to talk about the the turnaround in the second half because what have we always critiqued? You know, the coaching staff with adjustments. They were reeling. They were down 13-10. It looked like. Honestly, you take the you take a poll of everyone in the stadium, every Bears fan. It was it was getting it was getting bad. It was looking terrible. Justin Fields yeah. and the offense had a great first drive. Other than that, it was it was very iffy. After that third, really bad third down call, and the fourth and one where they ran a sweep or something to DJ Moore or a toss or whatever it was, and they ended up getting yeah. not getting the the, the conversion. It kind of just the momentum shifted. And then it, it went all the way to the second half. The Lions get the ball. And this is where I want to credit the defense because they got a three and out right away. And the thing is, they didn't have to. It could have easily just been like, um, I think I think if you talk about or look at the, the first matchup as well, they actually got a three and out to start the second half as yes, well. Yes, they did. But mm -hmm. it's just, it's just, it's very, this defense in the turnaround with, you know, the coach you just mentioned, but Eberflus as well, you have to give him credit, just not even of from course. coaching. Uh, head coaching, but the defense and everything that he's done to keep this team, the locker room intact. Because honestly, I did think I thought he lost it at least three or four times this year. You can look at yeah. the the Lions loss, the Denver loss. Denver there were loss. moments where it was like it was looking bleak. But this the second half adjustments, both from Luke Getze, and we'll get to the offense in a little bit. But the defense and how they I don't, they did not uh, allow a point, one single score no. in the second half, and they didn't even have a first. They didn't have a first down. Is that right? Or till late in the fourth? Till like late in the fourth, right? The whole third quarter. I don't think they got first. Uh, I think down. it was like seven or eight minutes left in the fourth where they were kind of going yeah, yeah, conservative. Yeah. yeah. They had because yeah. I think Monty had a big catch and run. He had, he had another, you know, the big yeah, he had run. Those two big runs. Yeah. When they were yeah. like allowing them to chew the clock. But listen yeah, to this, yeah. man. So, so the Lions had 267 yards, total yards, 127 passing, 140 rushing. Okay. They get they only had they got 13 first downs. They were six for 15 on third down. Uh, one for five on fourth down. Uh, they let up four sacks. They punted four times. They had eight penalties. Um, they had one fumble, two interceptions. I mean, that's a really, really good job by the Bears defense against a top five offense in the Detroit Lions. Oh, easily. Easily. So they, they did a great job. Another key point there, though, which is normally we're normally on the opposite end. And I noticed this right off from the bat. Mm hmm penalties i gotta get fluces flowers for that too this team was coached well there was not many penalties there were penalties any, on the bears four for 35 barely yards. any on defense there was like that one offsides by green i think that was the only one on the defense a couple yeah. on the offense okay a couple holdings because field would like roll out and then there'd be holding that that typically happens right but yeah. the lions had a shit ton and some big <laughs> penalties that really normally that's what kills our drives you know what i mean where it's like oh wow and and the good thing is is the old bears right Right, or I'd say previous, like this defense and how it's been holding is like we would get into those favorable third and long uh positions, mm -hmm. downs, and we would somehow fuck it up with a penalty, or they would just get the yards. You know what I mean? In this game, right? In some of the most recent ones, you have not seen it. Like it actually gets to third and 10, and I'm actually like, oh wow, I actually feel like our defense can stop them here, can hold them here, which was completely opposite. That's funny. It's funny you say five. that. I, I honestly, throughout this game, I had, so my uncle was over and we were watching the game together and we had not watched a game where the Bears have won since actually the 49ers, the opening game last year against the 49ers. So um, he comes over quite a few times a year, but we just have not 
you know, got a win together. But during this matchup, it's funny you mentioned that. I was like, it was third and 15, and I was like, I honestly still am not 100% confident we can get a stop here. Even though the defense was playing so well and mm-hmm. getting stops, it's just they've burnt me so much over the, just the past year and a half where I'm like, I still – I don't know how you had the confidence to – That's how I felt about not the defense. That's how I felt about the game. Like, I was game. like, until that clock went to zero, bro, I am – there's yeah. absolutely – so it was weird. I was definitely more confident in the in the defense, but, like, who knows, right? Like, we can mm-hmm. punt it, right, and they get a punt return for a touchdown, kick return for a touchdown. We could fumble on offense. I was just like – in my head, I'm like, there's so many things that could go wrong. Like, we know that, you know – We'll get to fields, but we know he's kind of the king of like late random kind of gut, gut punching turnovers. So deep down the PTSD in me and the trauma from this team was like with you on that where it's like, I don't know about that. I have to see it to believe it, but the defense, I, I've each game, it's been about three games now, basically since sweat where I've really been like, we get in third and third and long. Like, I feel like we play good. And based off our defense that we play, we give up a lot more of that short yardage. So I feel better because I know what's probably going to happen, which happened like three or four times in this game is that the quarterback ends up dumping it off to like the tight end in short yardage, the running back in short yardage. They'll probably get six, seven, eight yards, but we make the tackle just before they get the first down. It leads to a punt. So I'm just happy that, you know, we're finally here. There's actually something positive to talk about. Like we talked about this in the midseason grades last week. I mean, our little couple of days ago, this yeah. defense in all categories is trending up and it's just beautiful to see, right? So hats off. I like hats off to that defense. That's the top five, top five offense. This wasn't just your Joe Schmo Jets without mm-hmm. Aaron Rodgers, right? This is this is a really, really, really good offense. Dude. And we held them in check. Jaquan Brisker. I want to bring this up. (laughs) 17 tackles. He had 13 by himself, four assisted. What the hell? He is just unreal. And I was a little great game. I was a little upset in the very beginning. I don't know if you know I'm going here, where he went down early and I was like, here we go. I was like, what happened? You know, because I feel like he always has those moments. And I'm not sure if he just was catching himself, maybe wind knocked No, I think it's wind. And that's happened three. It's weird I remember this. It's happened three times this year where he's been on the ground and they've all been wind stuff. So he does like to lay the wood, pause on how I said that. But like he loves to make big hits. So he does get caught up in collisions a lot. So, you know, maybe that's just the style of play where it ends up like he gets hit in the sternum a lot and runs out of air. So luckily... He got up and kept balling. I mean, it was like a re- resurrection of Christ, man. He, but he I think he likes to, <laughs> and I so. can't say this for sure, but I feel like he, I don't know if he knows how he, how much he scares fans when he does those big, you know, breaks or he's just like laying there or whatever it is. It's like, it it's alarming. And I'm always like, it, it's like, do we need to get some insurance next year? Like maybe get a couple <laughs> more safeties just because of the injury. But, but a, hats off to him, 17 total tackles. I think that's, Honestly, it's incredible. He was everywhere. And he had and he um, caused that huge pass breakup on Amonra on third down. That was huge in the third when they were in the red zone. Ended up being to a fourth down. And I think that's when Montez got the sack. Or he broke it up. They threw it to Amonra again. And I think Amonra like dropped it because it was like kind of in the dirt. But either way, he it wasn't just like he's making tackles that are like 30-yard runs down the field. The man was be on the line of scrimmage, behind the line of scrimmage, you know, mm-hmm. past breakups. It was just a phenomenal game for him, for sure. I, I um, I, there's just so much to to go to unpack here. I mean, Montez Sweat, he now is at ten Dog. sacks on the year. Um, Gravon Dexter, uh, Javon yeah. Dexter Jr. I mean, he, his emergence. They got his first sack today. He did, but with Montez. he's been he's been close. Yeah, he's been close prior, and he's getting some pressures. I'm not sure what the advanced stats will say on this mm-hmm. game, but. Just the the multiplier that we talked about, the effect that Montez Sweat, it almost makes up for the the Claypool miss. I, you know, I hate to bring oh, yeah. him up during this. And, you know, it's a little disgusting. I have to bring it up. But it's like, what a trade. Because the Bears should be 7-6 and six right now. Say they win Detroit um, the first time around and yep. they beat Denver early in the season. This team yep. is 7-6 and six and they're holding, the, I think, the final wild card spot. Yeah, because so, the uh, finals has six wins right now. So, yeah, it's, you'd, be in, you'd be in there. But I mean, 
it's just the turnaround. And then Yannick Ngakwe, he got a sack today. I know we also Monta Sweat was right there. That, like Monta yeah. Sweat was involved with causing every single sack. He should have had he had another he should have had another one on Goff where he got his yeah, hand. Yeah, that rollout. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a nice move by Goff. I gotta give him credit. It was very elusive because we all know he's not fast, but the fact that he he knows how to move within he that does. pocket where he no, can Goff's make a guy miss. No, Goff's is Goff he? Some, against the Bears. No, maybe not against the Bears. But the uh-huh. okay, so the fumble's not his fault. That was a bad snap. The one inter the last okay. interception, I'm not counting, right? Like as a bad decision. Like you're trying to that's basically Hail Mary stuff. You know what I mean? Fourth down to train Edmonds. You're just throwing that in there. The one interception, that 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 is on him. So I'll give him that. But again, he plays bad against the Bears, but golf throws dimes, bro. You know how many, you know how many third downs in this game should have not been like converted first, but but uh, Goff threw it like in a pocket, like in a in a hole where no one's at. There was the one to, was it Laporta? Where it mm, there was one to Laporta. We threw where only Laporta could get it. It almost got knocked out. He caught it. And there was one where he threw where I don't think it was a Monra, but someone ran a post route and it was basically Tremaine Edmonds sitting on front, the core uh, JJ falling behind, and then a safety over top, and he threaded it on like third and ten right through there. So. I get it. It's not his best game. He had his worst game against us last time. But Jared, I would still take Jared Goff over like 20 other quarterbacks in this. There's no. so many bad quarterbacks. So, yeah. But, yeah, we've got his number for sure. So, But would you take him over Justin Fields? I think that uh, might be a good transition. De- well, de- de- depending on what you're trying to do. If I'm the Lions, I'd rather have Jared Goff right now than Justin Fields because you're in win-now okay. mode and you know what you have with Jared Goff. At the end of the day. Jared Goff still got you nine wins. The season's not over. They'll probably still win the division. This is the best Lions team since like since like uh uh nineteen uh, sixty something. So like yeah, I would take that. Now if you're asking if I want to build out like if this is Madden or something, right? And you could project yeah. ten years ahead. Do I want to start with Jared Goff or Justin Fields? That's a different story because okay. there's more projection on what the ceiling is of Fields. But they have a win now roster. That defense is. Defense is kind of going, I'd say it's trending down, but that offense is so powerful and it's such an offensive league and he's doing it well. And Ben Johnson and him have been thriving for two years straight. I would have to stick with golf right now. I don't want to make the trade because our team is not set up for that. We don't have Ben Johnson as an offensive coordinator. So I wouldn't want to do that switch. I'd rather stick with fields, but if I were the lions now I'm sticking with Jared Goff. Also, let's be fair. I, I mean, Jared Goff, has experience in the playoffs. He's been to a Super Bowl. You know what I mean? It may not be because it wasn't put on his back, but those reps and those snaps experience all matter. So, yeah, basically my little rant is there is I think Jared Groff doesn't get enough credit because if you look at a lot of these NFL teams right now and they have backups in and some of the scrubs they have, Jared Goff is better than he's easily a top 15 quarterback. And Fields is not at the moment, so. If he's not playing the Bears, I absolutely agree. I think it's just something. When it it comes to the Bears, honestly, you even can go back to um, 2018. Rams game, which I was at. One of my favorite games I've ever been to. Not that the offense provided fireworks that game, (laughs) but it was the defense. It was such a a fun experience, and the seats were awesome. Um, But it's like Jared Goff against the Bears. It's like he is – it's like they're they're his kryptonite, you know, in regards to, you know, his weakness. And – which is awesome. It's fine. I mean, I'm glad he's in the division and we're able to do that. But for me, Justin Fields, and I, I know we talked about the defense. So first, I just thought it would be we don't win this game without them getting those stops. Oh no, and they, that they set, back. So yeah, I wanted to really, set, set and I know we talk about Justin a lot in the offense and 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 the future. But I'm like, this defense is now. It's arrived. And the best part is, I tweeted this during the game. They're going to get better next year. The cap space, top ten. You have on if you trade that number one pick, if you whatever you do with those picks, you're going to get more um, either on the offensive side, which is obviously going to be a um, they're going to address that because the last couple of years they have really went defense and it's really paying off now with Gordon Brisker, all these young guys, Dexter. Now it's like you, you get another edge rusher, you get maybe a little bit more depth. Um, I don't think Eddie's here, but no, all I'm trying to say, yeah, the point I'm trying to make is this defense is going to be even better next year. Um, at least on paper. Yeah. So for oh, me, absolutely. I feel like that's that's scary. And you look at the numbers we talked about earlier in the show, top five defense in the last, what, six games, something yeah. like that. No, After, nine then, weeks. They, it, it's been pretty consistent. It's been it's longer? Almost, yeah, it's like it's like it was eight weeks, and this makes nine, that they've kind of been top five. That's yeah. half a season, bro. That's not like – That's oh, insane. So, that's not a fluke. consistency. Yeah, exactly. 
That's a it's, fluke. That is that's so, what that is. That's not a fluke. That's a, that's a fluke. <laughs> okay. All right, Ficky. Get my out bad. of here. My bad. Um, <laughs> that's, <laughs> trade market. Trade market. All right. Yeah. Offense. That's what everyone really wants to talk about. I understand it. And and Justin Fields, I haven't really gauged the how people feel on social about his performance. I think it's, I think it's been pretty good. I think okay. it's been pretty good. Well, good. what I saw. So I want to go over the game today. Justin Fields, he was 19 for 33. Couple misses to Mooney that we'll get to. I think that connection is just a little off. I think you tweeted yeah, it. I agree. Yeah, there's something. It, something's off, man. Yeah. Um, and it sucks because it was so electric when you know the last season. That's and all a half. we had. That's all we had. Right. That's literally that was like our only big plays was him and Mooney. Yeah. So oh anyway, so 19 for 33, 223 yards passing, one touchdown. Uh, he had a passer rating. Um, it was, uh, I think it was around 89 or something like that. I'll pull that up in a moment. But he had 12 rushes for 58 yards uh, and one touchdown as well. So two total touchdowns, one through the air, one through, of course, the ground. Yep. Overall performance, I want to start with you about did he check the box today? We talked about it every episode, every game, every post-game episode, I should say. It's about did he check the box um, because there's six, there's six games, seven games left and he needed ch- to check at least five out of seven for you. I think it was six out of seven for me. Yeah. And so I want to put you on the spot. Give me your, oh, give me, good. give me a recap. How do you feel? Yeah. And did he check the box today? Okay. Big, big thing. Right. And even the coaching staff talked about this big thing was limiting turnovers. How many turnovers did he have today? Zero. Right. Zero turnovers. Zero. Yeah, there it is. Exactly. <laughs> it's a big thing. It's a, I know we're laughing, but it, that is such – it's a big Huge. Deal. Huge, especially in the fourth quarter, like fumbles and all that stuff. Look at golf. So, right, exactly. That fumble changed the game. Changed it. Yeah, ended the game almost. Yep. So, um, yeah, especially with Zach, was, there was basically – we were already in the red zone at that point. So, yeah, so that was that was the first thing I was looking for is, like, the, the turnovers. How many of those did you have? Then I looked at, like, how many plays – where you like not really making, and again, I don't know, none of us do. We don't have the inside edition to know exactly, like the inside scoop to know exactly, like, oh, ball should have went here, ball went there. But blatant obvious stuff, right? So I was kind of thinking, how many times that happened? That happened for me once. That play where he held the ball for about 9.6 seconds and ended up taking that sack, right? When he probably shouldn't have. Uh, Like, you had to get the ball away. It was basically the one where Aiden Hutchinson gets hit. I mean, Aiden Hutchinson is off the edge on... uh, Darnell right. Nate Davis comes over, helps great, hits him up good. Fields kind of runs like next to him, which like obviously they can't block it by the way Fields kind of like ran to him. And then like instead of throwing it away, he like still holds it and then eats the sack. So I wanted to see how many of those, because there's been games where we see that happen like three, four times. Like, let's be real. I'm okay with one. It 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 was third down, I think, or second down. And we still end up getting points on that. I think if I can remember, it was like a field goal or something. So, so basically I say, okay, you're good on turnovers, good on like dumb plays. And then the next thing I look at is like accurate passes, right? That's what we want. Like our throwing with anticipation, basically you throwing the ball. How did that look overall? Had some misses, had some dimes. Like there was two of them where I'm like, yo, that the one to commit, you threw that to only where he could get it. Um, the one to Darnell Mooney, bro, that one was a dot. So, and then obviously there's some he missed. Like we say, he missed some with Mooney. He missed one wide over the center of the field. It was a little bit high to uh, that DJ one Moore. to DJ. I, that's yeah. if I I looked at him, I was like, man, that's one I I was like, oh, that would have been amazing. That was a 30 yard completion, if not a yep. little bit more. Yep. But then he had one intended there. But then he had some other good extended plays, right? Where that for, in the first His drive, legs. that third down, he shouldn't have got that pro was, I know it was wet out there, but that man was covered because they could not get that guy down he was slippery as hell so he had he had a he was great with his feet today and then also he did a pretty good job on extensions right either it was like okay he's still looking downfield when he's outside the pocket still looking and he delivered on that um penalty where it's there's a penalty on us it was a holding it didn't count but he basically was standing outside the pocket on the left side for like about it felt like 10 seconds and he threw like a 25 yard dot to cole Komet across the middle Right now there was a holding, so it came back, but the process was perfect. And then something that was major, I'm going to take you back a little bit. All right. We're going to go back in a time machine, just a tad bit. We're going to go back to the 20, uh, let's go back to the Nagy era. So 2018 to 2020. Okay. They used to be so bad at this when there was a free play and offsides, Mm -hmm. 
we did we would get nothing on it. We might get sacked on the play. It's a free play, and we end up losing yards somehow. You know what I mean? And yeah. it was so ridiculous because I think there's a quote about Darnell Mooney way back then. He was talking about, yeah, we don't even practice uh, uh, like scramble drill, <laughs> right? Back with the Nagy era. And it's like, how does that make any sense? So anyways, we look at, we fast forward to today, all right? We see it jump off sides. And what does Fields do? Notice it. Go, okay, free play. What am I looking for? Uh, probably a deep, because you know you normally go home run on that. Who should I look at? I don't know. Maybe the so, best player on my team and throws a dot to DJ Moore for a touchdown. It, it's funny you say that too. I just read a comment here. Justin Fields at the podium said um, about the free play. And it was like, hey, no. The key to it was they knew they got him, right? They, they right. see the fly, but they knew that they got him jumped. And the key to DJ Moore and Justin was act like it's a normal play. And so I guess he, he stayed in his feet. He did not look to the left to DJ. He was just making it look like he just stayed calm, but he knew they've practiced that DJ and him have practiced it several they times. They, they have practiced it. Oh, right? okay. There it is. Several times where just, where DJ, Justin knew DJ was going a uh, go route, just going. And you could see it, it ended up working. It changed. It, you can almost say it changed the game. Oh, um, right then and huge. there. Absolutely. So to go up and then it's they missed tagger. the fucking extra point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Crazy. I'm glad they I was didn't. Like, can I not be two. happy? <laughs> can I not? Yeah. Well, hey, you got to give. First of all, I want to give credit to one, the big guy on the lines that was making that return. I was oh, yeah. like, I, I was thought like, he was honestly kind of want you to go. Like, this is yeah, kind of Yeah, I kind of was hoping for it. I was waiting for the end. I was like, don't go out of bounds. Don't go out of bounds. Come on. Yeah. Let's, if let's they're going to block it, they're going to do this. And then also Darnell Wright with that fumble, uh, they ended oh, up calling it a, they, they ended up calling it a, uh, it was just uh, a pass, pass four pass yeah, incomplete, yeah. but it's like I kind of liked the way Darnell was running with that ball too. I was like, no, I think was right. it Darnell or was it Braxton? I can't remember. I thought it was Darnell right. It could have been Braxton. No, I think it is Darnell. But either way, he, he hit stick that. Also, though, let's give credit to Braxton Jones too on another one where it wasn't a fumble. I think and being a, a pass, he hopped on one immediately. So it's good to see that the yep. linemen and their awareness with like, hey, balls on the ground, let's get on that was fantastic because you never know with the NFL, you know, they can reverse calls and it's all about who falls on it. You know what I mean? So I'm glad that they're actually doing that because that, that could help pay off later down the road. But yeah. So going back to your original question, yeah, that's a check after all of that. Was it a perfect game? No. Was it a good game? I would say yes. It wasn't a bad one. The man, the man, I think he probably had over 50 yards rushing with his feet. I didn't look at these next stats yet. And I'm sure you'll bring it up. He had, he had over 200 passing yards. He had zero turnovers and he had what? Three total touchdowns. Sounds like a great uh, day to two me. total touchdowns. So uh, let me see here. Wait, he had two. We had scored 28. How do you only have two? Uh, DJ Moore had the other one. Remember? Oh, he had, DJ Moore had handoff. Two. He had run. You're mm-hmm. right. It was not That's a, right. uh, it was not like a forward pitch. Like, like a, a, yeah. The one that like Mitch would always get. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Okay, you're right. I'm like, yeah. we definitely got in the end zone three times at least. So I was, I was kind of confused. No, that. it's funny. My again, I keep relating to my uncle, but he was over. So I mean, he said the exact same thing. He's like three touchdowns. And he was, I was like, no, DJ Moore wasn't. Yeah. So count. same conversation. Hey, for DJ. So, Justin was 1933, 223 yards through the air, one touchdown, and then he had 12 carries, 58 yards, about five yards a carry, and then one touchdown as well. Little, little. Some of those runs, the, the QB design runs. I'm not sure if there was just missed assignments, blocking. I always feel like when well, the quarterback designed run, they should always have numbers. So yeah, for some one reason, of those, those are free. Well, uh, well, first off, we just played this team, so they so I this You're team is right. we're very scouted on field. Also, Let's when you look at last year where they burnt where Justin burnt them for that twice, yeah. maybe I don't know. Uh, yes, two big runs and, against. Them. Yes, he did. He had two big runs against them. So yeah. this team knows about fields. First, it's not that the other teams don't scout, but we literally just played them, okay, yeah. <laughs> like two or three weeks ago. So they have yeah. plenty of information on us. Um, but we still got, especially that first drive, they, they worked right. I even like that power the the on the third down, right? It led to a fourth down, but I like that call, that power. Oh, that's kind of what um a QB yep. power. That's what the Eagles do all the time. He didn't get it. I like that. We'd like to QB sneak on fourth instead instead of the. The pitch, but whatever we want, I won't get too much into that. Um, but there, the the good thing is, is when they didn't work, they didn't end up being dramatic losses. Yeah. Either it was like we got two yards, right? There's regular handoffs where you get two yards, so it's just like a regular run. Now he got hit a couple times, right? 
But the other thing that's was the- when the play was dead, he got down. But that's the key. What I'll say, though, Dave, is with these designed runs, it's easier, even though he did on two of them get hit, it's easier for him to get the fuck down and be like, I'm not going to get smashed. Yeah. If you talk about the play where he, but he also like he got injured, that was uh-huh. from a passing play, not a running play. Because yeah. you don't, you're not expecting where people are coming from. So, anyways, go ahead. I will say this though: he has to start getting calls because he didn't get one. This he game. does it. I mean, there was at least two times where I'm like, yeah. one was egregious, uh, uh, egregious, or uh, no, egregious, 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 egregious. I don't know. Yeah, yeah I don't know. So you picked a tough one there. That's that's on you. <laughs> I felt so confident going into it too, and then I was like, wait a second. <laughs> yeah, no, you're good. Anyways, no, it was it was brutal. Like I don't understand how he does not get at least one call to set the tone you know, for the rest of the defense. Like, you can't just Never. go and hit this guy. I understand he's a runner, but he gives himself up early in the game and just takes the a first shot. drive. Yeah. It was like the, he, it was like the gets, first play or second he play. He gets up, puts his hands in the air, commits, you know, walking over, pissed off too. And I'm like, absolutely. And then there was another one, sure, maybe a little bit more softer, but it's like, I've seen Mahomes. I've seen it called for less with other quarterbacks. And I am I know we keep on, we're beating a dead horse here. And we keep, I keep on saying it. I tweet it almost, I didn't, I didn't even tweet it today. Uh, just because I'm getting so sick and tired of it, but it's like the, I have a theory on it. A little he never bit. gets a call. Yeah, yeah. I have a theory. Running quarterbacks in certain complexions don't get a lot of call. I don't know why it is. Because you go back to Cam Newton, you want to talk about not getting calls. That man had yeah. to retire early because his year one through year four, they would literally have him spinning like a helicopter and late hits, people throwing their bodies at it, and even Lamar early in his career. He didn't get him either. And Lamar's a tiny dude, bro. Like, you hit him, you can tell. So, I don't know what it is. And, you know, maybe this is going too much into the, the conspiracy uh, the conspiracy hole. But there is something about when they view the quarterback, and air quotes, as we like to say, as a running back, they get no, no calls. Because even though Mahomes, like, moves around the pocket and whatnot, I don't look at Mahomes and go, you're a running quarterback. You're not, Right. The runners where you're like, oh, I'm scared of you. I have to game plan against you breaking one loose. Your Lamars, your Cams, your Fields. Uh, who else now? Am I missing someone? Like, uh, probably not right now. But, like, people like Tyler, your anomalies of runners. You know what? Tyler yeah, doesn't. So, Tyler kind of gets those calls because he, yeah, he's small. so small. But he's like. And he never I, gets hit. Lamar was small. I meant Lamar's, like, like skinny. But, like, Kyler is small so he does get yeah. those but yeah he is a running quarterback I, w- I would count him as well but he's probably the only one that does get him but yeah there's something about these big running quarterbacks where it's like you don't get the benefit of the doubt because you're big and it's mm-hmm. like that doesn't so, make any sense justin fields though i want to you said he checked the box i agree with you he checked mine as well um we we started when he, his return was after the panthers game uh mm-hmm. against the detroit lions the team he played today of course uh that's where they lost 31 26 I think we both said he checked the box. It sucked. It was a terrible loss. That was one. Viking game, I think he, for you, it was a slash. For me, he did hard to grade. Okay, that's fine. For me, it was not. So, for me, I'm today, absolutely. Today was impressive. I liked his mental toughness. Actually, just his toughness overall. Um, That first half, he was getting hit after hit. You could see him, you know, rotating his arm a little bit on the sideline. The mental toughness and the coaching adjustments and the fact that he was able to come out in the second half and perform the way he did. And I mentioned, I tweeted at halftime, I said, this is a game. This That first half is pushes the Bears, in my opinion, to go with a quarterback this, in, the, in the draft because of how inconsistent. And I know the play calling didn't help. I get that. But it's like, it, it, that's, that, that is a half where you're like, okay, the coaching staff has to go, but I think the quarterback does too. And then he comes out and performs. Sure, it wasn't amazing. But there were a lot of good did things. Did what you had to do. And he won the game. It was a methodical ass whooping, in my opinion. It wasn't pretty at times, but it was just they kicked their ass. Yeah, absolutely. And then I believe at, at times on the offensive side of the ball where they were no, just they doing definitely it. did. Um, and so for me, he checked the box, so he's two for three. Your opinion, you needed five out of the last seven games to be checked. Me, I needed six for seven for me to be yeah. confident to move on. I might be changing that because of my my stance on the on the quarterbacks. I think Caleb Williams and Drake May. I just don't believe they are worth taking that flyer, that risk. Um, There's definitely and, a lot of risk. And I think you, as of right now, I think where the needle is is pointing. I think you just build around Justin because, for me, I believe that they have a chance 
that most teams would dream of as far as building a roster around a quarterback. And hopefully, I don't think Justin's going to want big time money. The good news is you don't have to pay him next year, right? No, you, you probably, you probably, so they probably will. There's two you ways to extend, extend him this yeah, offseason yeah, if they, they, they stick with him. They'll extend him. So if they keep him, I think they'll extend and there's two routes they go. Either okay. they go, okay, we're going to give you big money, but you wouldn't break the market, but like, you know, good money. We're gonna Are you thinking like now. a Jordan Love extension, but more, well, there's but two. a little bit there's more? Two. Okay. There's two. Okay. So I, so that's one. We'll go to that one since you mentioned it. First option is to go the Jordan Love route, right? We'll give you like that two-year extension. Basically, one's a team option. You come in. It's basically like we're hedging our bets. If you like ball out, obviously you come back to the table and you get the big money again. You, you did that. The second thing is you go like the Jalen Hurts route where it's not, not the amount of money, but they basically were like, we're going to get ahead of it because at the end of the day, if we get ahead of it now, we pay you big money now when it comes to when it actually you're like when your contract's up, which would be two years for fields, your value of what we got you at is going to be so much lower than what the expected value is at that point. So if they if they want to go long term, they'll probably go that route and sign them next season, in my opinion. And if they want to go short term and hedge, they'll do the extension this season. And then next season, they'll give him his his actual big money, depending on how he plays. Right. That's assuming yeah. that they even stick with them. We don't know that for sure. But that that's kind of the two routes I see. I, he's, either way, he's not destroying the bank because he, he hasn't proven that yet. But he will have to get some sort of extension because they're gonna. You always want to get ahead of the extensions because when it when you wait it out, you end up in the Lamar Jackson. And I'm all for my people getting their money, you know, for the players, right? I, I want the players to get their money. But from the business standpoint, if you wait that long, you end up having to give so much, you you the so much money because you lose the leverage from the financial standpoint. So, um. Yeah, and then there's a comment here uh, that some Steven said they. I mean, they could use his fifth year option, then pay him. You could, but the fifth year option is so expensive um, that, especially for the quarterback position, that again, if they want to get that AAV down, they'll probably go the Jordan Love route if they don't feel long term because they can get them for. They'll have more money to spend year per year, um, and then Steven here has a, oh same same Steven. He said thirty five million a year. I mean, that's not bad. You're not getting like 50, you know, high 40s, which is like where the market's at right now for those top quarterbacks. So, again, at the end of the day, you have to pay your quarterback. The problem is you look at the Giants. They pay overpaid Daniel Jones, a big-time contract. Justin's better. I think I can compete. Yeah, you, even, you wouldn't be – yeah, I agree. Even his floor, in my opinion, is is better. So, I, I, 35 yeah, – no, I mean, I'm not in. I wouldn't even be mad if he got a Daniel Jones contract because I, it, we know what his yeah we know what his floor is. Yeah, his floor is way higher than Daniel Jones's floor, and, and he's his still young. Is way, he's 24 is, years old, and and what they don't have to pay him next year. They don't even have to pay him the year after that. There is a franchise tag. Sure, well he he could if he plays well enough, the Bears are going to pay him. If he doesn't play, if he plays mediocre and it's still inconsistent, I think he would understand getting the franchise tag. And I know we're talking way ahead, but it's like just going into next year where I know you said you, they may have to pay him this offseason. I don't think that's the case. You got him on a four. It's a four year rookie contract year four. No, but I think but I think they'll want to get because the longer they wait, the more expensive he could be. That's that's right. Yeah. They have to. So because if you look at all risk, just, right, I think they want to get yeah. ahead it, again. It's it's all about risk uh, yeah. mitigation. But like from Stephen here. Steve here is they paid love 23 for one year, 23 million yeah. for one year. So yeah, that's a his deal. And I, I, and he didn't even play a snap. And I think Justin's proven more and we can get into, you know, Jordan love, Justin Fields. Cause Jordan love has played very well as of the last oh, yeah. few weeks. Like it's, it God, sucks to say, but yeah, I mean, he's, he's, he's been pretty good and, and there's been moments shaky, but again, Justin, you, you say you want to maybe get a deal done. Um, if, if they do that, it's probably going to be a cheaper deal. Um, then he's not breaking then, the bank just yet. Just yeah. not yet, which is fine. And that, and that's, he hasn't shown to, to get that type of money yet. But my thing is yeah. if they don't go QB and they're going with fields, they want fields long-term because otherwise if they don't think fields is long-term, they would have drafted Caleb may or Drake may with that first pick. Cause update saints whooped the Panthers. So we're two wins away from that being a number one lock, right. And which is most likely going to happen. So they are no matter what passing up on a top quality quarterback so if they believe in fields they don't want fields to be here one or two years so i actually think and i could be wrong 
I could totally be wrong because I don't know what his market is set for right now. Okay. But I think if they don't draft Caleb, right, because that's what I think will go first, they will actually sign Fields to a long-term extension. But I don't know what that value is going to be at. So I don't think they even go the Jordan Love route, in my yeah. opinion. No, and we'll, and we have plenty of time to get it all. To oh yeah, all we have that. no idea. There's too, so yeah. many <laughs> options. The Bears don't even have to worry about you know cap space. Um, at the end of the day, it, it it's a good problem to have, especially if Justin proves to be the guy. Um, I, I want to another person I wanted to give. I, I forgot to give him his flowers uh, on the defense. Uh, Tremaine Edmonds. I, I know I've talked a little. I've been harsh on him a little bit just because they they did pay him. He's good been. Moment. I know he had the interception today, but I mean he, he had a tackle for loss where it was uh, the flipped. running back. Running back yeah. was in open space, but that's not the first time he's made that play. He's so big and long. Um, pause right there. No, he's just—he's just a large human being. No, he's so huge. He, he's ginormous. He's just—he's exactly his length. It's—it's—it's it's wild. And so when he is coming down, um, and, and you know making that first of all, it's impressive how he kind of makes tackles in open space when you have a yeah. running back as shifty as you know uh, the guys Gibbs. are in the NFL. I think it yeah. was Gibbs. It wasn't Monty because. Yeah, it was Gibbs, which is even more impressive. But he's just so – what's the word? Like, He's like it, – it's always like a TFL. He does not miss as far as being in the open field with one-on-one -on -one with a player, which I, I just don't – you don't see a lot in linebackers. Now, he did have a play. I think it was now, over the wide middle. receiver. He, he's missed some wide receivers, but they're also yeah. wide receivers. But like against running backs and, and uh, tight ends, he's been pretty pretty locked down. So Yeah. Either way, I just want to give – I've been harsh on him, but I really believe he has made um, – He's made significant progress, and 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 he's still twenty. I think he's twenty four too. This Bears team is yeah. really fucking young. You know, the, you know the thing I realized about this team is that like, and we knew this from the draft and the kind of the prospects they went after. But everyone on this uh -huh. team is giant, bro. Javon Dexter, Montez Sweat, Tremaine Edmonds, and that's Tyreke why I don't Stevenson, think you, I don't think they're going. And I huge. But Caleb Williams is six one, and he may be shorter when it comes to the combine. He could be six foot. You know, USC gives him six one. Yeah, that could yeah, be that embellished is. a little bit. You know how it is. Um, so for me, it's like they do go on traits and and everything like that. But again, the Bears are five and eight now. I want to. We haven't done this in a little bit just because it's been like we just didn't think they were going to continue to win any games. Where do we think? Where do you think this team's going to oh, end up? Total. Wow, we haven't done That's, that in a minute. Because we why, uh, why do it when it's like oh no we're yeah. it's, we're sticking to the same. I I, yeah. I kind of feel very passionate about where I think they're going to end up, man. Uh, Okay, I gotta make sure I'm not just just. So high here's the on, let me let me go through this because I might be snorting the the. They have four games it. left. The Browns. Yep. That is going to be in Cleveland. Yep. That's tough. They got the Cardinals, Falcons, Correct. Packers. Uh, okay, so I'll give you my low, my high, and my realism. Okay, my low is that they only win one out of the next four. I think no matter okay. what, they get one more win. Okay. My high is that they went out. Possible they could do it. It's possible. It's the NFL. It's four games. That's definitely teams have done it before. Realistically, yeah. this is how I'm going. I think they upset Cleveland. I think they beat the Cardinals. That's a four-game win streak. Yep. I think they beat the Falcons. And Don't tell me they fucking team. lose to Lamp. Yeah, yeah. Don't tell me that you can't. I'll tell you what. In Lambo, bro. We, if they win the next can't. three, that's a five-game win streak. You cannot lose to that would just deflate bro, the until, entire in, win streak. Until until we until you see until it. Until we see it. And it's well, in Lambo. You know how hard it is to win in we haven't won in Lambo, I think, since I was in the womb, bro. Like, how it, poetic would be to win out or to go to win your next three games against Cleveland, the Cardinals, the Falcons. That's a five-game win streak. And you could be playing for a play-in, or you could be playing for a, a, the final wild card spot um, in Lambeau. Or you may, you may, the Bears might need might need a win or something to get in. But say, let's just say there it's a, you know, either to keep the Packers out or they have a slight chance to even sneak in that game right there. I don't care what has happened, what transpired. They if they beat the Falcons, they beat the Browns, they beat the Cardinals, whatever, and that a five-game win streak. If they lose to in, against the Packers. I, I guarantee you, I don't. I don't know if Flus is going to be back because that no, he would be. You can't Cause lose. You, cause you won. You won eight games, bro. That, that would be impressive. You five. You went on a, a four game, five game win streak. Eight that wins. So like awesome. I guess it really no, depends. Here's my thing, on, though, and I can. And I don't want to be like to lose too. I don't want to Packers, man. Recent. I know it sucks, but we we should be used to it right now. But I don't want to be too much on the recency bias because we did play well. But there's also a case I want to say realistically, I could see us 
I don't think we're going to go one and four. I don't think we're going to go four and oh, but I, I'm okay. leaning more like a more to three and one, but I could see a two and two. Right. And, and my reasons behind that is the card for some, the Falcons, I are a good team other than Ritter. Right. So they, I think we can beat them because their quarterback's not good. Cleveland has such a really good defense. And now Joe Flacco is balling out of his mind. So we could still lose to him or we get the 40 year old Joe Flacco that he should be playing like, right. Cause he, I think he went for like three touchdowns, 300 yards today. Okay. Which mm-hmm. is crazy. Right. So it's very much quarterback based. Cause a lot of these teams don't have a court. Well, the two teams don't. Then you have the Cardinals, which I think their quarterback play is good, but the rest of the team is not, but could lose to them. And then the Packers, which I already said. So I, I, I think three in a row lose to Packers or win against, uh, no, lose against Cleveland, then go on a two-game winning streak where we beat Cardinals, beat Falcons, and lose again. So that would make us, what, how many games we won? Five games so far? So, yeah, I think it's five games. So I see us going seven and ten or eight and nine. But if I'm wrong and we go nine and eight, that means you're probably, probably, maybe, maybe in the playoffs. Maybe. I'm not sure. It's, honestly, you look at, let me see here. I was trying to pull it up. So right now, the Bears are five and eight. The the seventh, eighth, and ninth seed, tenth seed. So that all the way, wow. So the eleventh seed, I'm sorry, the sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth, tenth, eleventh teams in the NFC. The five teams ahead of the Bears right now are six win teams. That's what I thought. It's one game. We're one game back. One game back. Um, I mean, I think a couple have to play play still. The Rams. So we play um, Atlanta. Okay. Who's the tenth seed? You play Green Bay, who's holding on to that seventh seed, which is very important Huge. there. Yeah, yeah. Minnesota is at six and six, but I mean, even hell, you could be playing for the division. Oh no, that's the Lions. Never mind, they're yeah. way ahead. Yeah, I yeah. forgot the yeah. Well, I mean, we are beating them, but we're not beating them to the yeah. The, the you can't division. get they're at nine and four, so it's yeah, it's almost, I think up. it's mathematically impossible. They'd have to they'd have, to they'd have to lose out and get some help. But yeah, yeah. and then Seattle's at. at at the eighth seed, they're six and six, of course, and the Rams are six and seven. So I mean, yeah, you, the Bears are kind of sneakily, just because of how bad the, the bottom half of the NFC is, they are very, very yeah, they're they're right there, man. They just have a they have to first they have to win out, in my opinion. That that is that almost guarantee that can almost guarantee you a playoff bid, uh, or at least sneak in. But yeah. you need if you lose one, you're gonna need help. But it's almost yep. if you win out and you get a little you're, you're if you win out, you're likely going to get a game or two from someone else that is going to help you sneak in. Um, so right now you are the bears. Actually, it's going to be fun, man. If they can continue this win streak, at least up until Lamba, where, you know, it could be, you know, win or go home. That's a crazy season. The only thing that sucks is the bears. They really could be here. They could be at seven, six. If those two yeah, games are take flipped, the Broncos in the, in the, the other Lions game. It's, but it's, that, it's that's, almost, that's football, bro. It's, it, it sucks. Game of game. It's a it's a drive or two away from being completely different. So, mm. uh, by the way, thing, uh, we do have a comment here from Saguther. Appreciate okay. Saguther, but he said, uh, "I just found it. You may have seen already, but uh, uh, Jaquan did repost your uh, tweet about the seventeen tackles." Yeah, I had a uh, so Kyle Long. Uh, friend of the pod, he he retweeted it and he goes, bro, because I, I said Jaquan Brisker, 17 tackles versus the Lions, unreal for a safety. I actually tweeted it during the pod. I mean, I'm multitasking. But um, anyways, I just thought it was unreal, dude. 17 fucking tackles is just is, is insane. And so Kyle, he quote, he quote, oh, he said, it, bro, yeah. he said, bro, you know, tag Brisker. He said, what the, you know, what the fuck? And then Brisker over here going, they said I had to go off like you. So he's just paying. I love I love Brisker. I love the way he plays. He's got to stop scaring me when he goes down like that. Uh, I don't know if you know other Bears fans feel that way, but every every game, I swear, I'm like, oh, oh shit, you know, please be all right. So, but yeah, absolutely. Shout out to both of those guys, um, Brisker. I mean, I'm really not trying to Brisker. blow smoke Brisker here. It's just like 17 tackles from a safety. That's crazy, bro. 17 tackles. Like from that doesn't seem. <laughs> it is unreal. So that's 17 tackles is a lot for anybody, but safety even more at that. That's crazy. Wait, what's the When's the last time? I don't even know. That it, I, I have I think, to go no, do some Quan, research Quan's there. had like Quan's had, uh, Roquan. He had some big high tackle games. Mm-hmm. No, from I, a I safety though. Oh, safety. I don't know. Maybe Mike Brown. Yeah, Mike Speaking Brown. Way back in the day, Jalen Johnson. I know. I don't even know if you talked about him. That, no baller. That top five corner. I'm saying it. Top five corner. He needs to get paid. That's why I gave him an A last time. Yeah, you got to pay that man, bro. He's t- 
And he's so, I mean, I keep on saying it, but he's young and his ball skills, he's starting to bait quarterbacks. Yeah, yeah like, he did it two, day, them, two games now, two games it's in a row in the zone. I'm like, it, I'm like, you got to stop that, man. That is, it is, inc- it is so fun to watch him play football because I, yeah, I don't feel like alert. we've seen him. He's kind of taken his game to another gear, another yeah. level where he is able to manipulate these quarterbacks. And Jared Goff is a veteran and he's yeah. done it a couple of times. Um, yep. It, yep. No, he very has, very he has impressive. Four, four interceptions. You know the last person who had that many on the Bears? Not to put you on the spot, but do you remember? Say it again. Do you know the last corner to have four interceptions on the Bears? Last corner. Um, let me think here. We drafted him in the first round way back. He played with uh you played with uh Kyle Long. Oh my gosh! Now I can't remember his name. His brother. Wow! Did I just forget his name live? I'm asking you the question now. I can't <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, what is his name now? Wow! His, I'm gonna have to come back to it. I literally just uh, blanked on it, which is funny as hell. He was on the 2018 squad. Oh man, hold on. It's not Charles Tillman. No, 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 no. He, he played, Charles Tillman definitely had a season before, but that was way better. No. Oh, I have Billiam over here going Fuller. Yes, Kyle Fuller. Kyle oh, Fuller. Goodness. Why did I forget it, bro? Why did Stephen I? here going. He goes peanut. Yeah, I'm wearing uh, peanuts right now, by the way. But uh, but no, uh, Kyle Fuller. Yeah, Kyle Fuller had uh four interceptions, I think, in 2017 or something like that. So, just a little fun fact. Yeah, good job for everyone who got it here. Billiam, nice shout out on that for Fuller. Uh, you had Milton here. He said Kyle Fuller, and then Sean as well said Kyle Fuller. So appreciate that because I totally had it in my head. And as soon as I asked Dave, that thing disappeared. So, but yeah, basically I'm comparing that because like Kyle Fuller was a good corner for us, not top five, but Jalen Johnson's having a great, great season. So it's good to see. It, and he could, and he could possibly could have more. He could be at like six right now. He could have two pick sixes. I, I'm going to keep saying it. That's the crazy part. He would be, I think that he would have uh, money in his bank right now if he had those two yeah, direct sixes. deposit. I, I'm joking, <laughs> but. Fact. It is pretty incredible. Um, but I, like I said, I think all around, um, it's it's an incredible win. It's a signature win they should have had a couple weeks ago against the same team they just did it to. But I, I think it's just it's a it's a fun team. This is what I expected heading into the season where I thought they were going to be really fun. And I really hate that, Justin. I said it, what, two pods ago or even last episode where I, I believe – I wish we could have seen Justin – um, not get hurt this year where he missed those, yeah. you know, that yeah, month and tough. a half or it, it sucked because he would, he, he just had back-to-back touchdown game or four touchdown games. Minnesota game was rough, but again, he just, I wish we could see a full season from him. And that's, that plays a bit. There is a factor in his health about, you know, running quarterbacks. I understand that, but it's like, man, he does show, you know, the ability to be above average at, play to play quarterback at an above average level and you have the ability to build around him now. And I just think it's a, it's a franchises don't get this opportunity you know, a lot. Um, you look at San Francisco, you look at, you know, the Eagles, those type of teams, what they've done where they've built such a solid roster. It doesn't really matter who is playing quarterback Brock Purdy. He came in, he's succeeding. Justin, I think can do the same thing. And I know there's four games left. Let's see if they can go on a run. But at the end of the day, man, this is – it's encouraging, and it's fun. That's that's all I ask for, really. Absolutely. Um, Before we go on to the next topic, if you guys are enjoying the show, please give us a thumbs up. Appreciate yes. it. It's very free. And if this is your first time, go ahead in the comments, uh, drop in hashtag new face gang. We'll give you a shout-out. And if you're an OG that's been here for a minute as well, give us uh, – in the comments, do hashtag OG. We'll give you a shout-out at the end of the show. I do want to mention, again, that this show is brought to you by Sports uh, – mockery.com so you can go there to get all chicago sports dave writes on there consistently oh, i'm gonna have a couple i have a couple pieces up about this one. so many articles on there so definitely check that out and then also if you say to the end of the show which we're getting close to we're we're um we have a new voicemail line where you can go onto the voicemail line uh hogan johns does something like this if you've seen it before shout out to them they do a great job with it but basically we wanted to get your guys opinions and thoughts and play them live on the show so yeah. We had we had some that came in today, and we'll play them at the end of the show. But basically, you go to the website, and you just record on your phone. Basically, like, you know, you're leaving a voicemail, and then we're able to get it, and we can play it on the show. And so I'm going to drop the link in the chat right now. Um, if you want to 
record something in there for us to play. We'll play it at the very end of the show. I know there's a couple in there right now. Um, we'll get those ready, but I went ahead and dropped that link in there now. You can go there, and that will always be the link. So if you want to call in for pregame before the game started and tell us how you're feeling about the game and what the predictions are, you want to call in at halftime and give us your halftime update and how the team's doing. And then, of course, the postgame, right? Let us know what you feel of the game, how Justin Fields played the defense, et cetera, et cetera. Or if you just yeah. want to vent, because we've had plenty of those games where you're just like. And there's going to be there's gonna be lots of times where you just want to yeah. vent. You and just so, want to vent, you could do that too. Just feel free to go in there. Um, And this is our first time doing it, so we'll, we'll get the process a little bit cleaner. But we, we just want to kind of test it out with y'all. So we, we really no, moving, appreciate everyone that's Moving gaming. forward, and we were going to have it set up today, but uh, just a lot going on. And so we, we're going to have it. It's going to be set up next week. Or it's already set up, but we're going to really have it going. I'll tweet it out on my own personal Twitter. Ficky will do the same. And, of course, mm -hmm. the BFR podcast. And I think we're going to have the link um, or something along those lines on the BFR Twitter. Right, Ficky? Something yeah. like that. Yeah. Yeah. Either way. We we just we think it's a fun way. I, we, first of all, we both watch a bunch of podcasts. They they bring it in. It's a way to just kind of you know interact with the community. Um, shout out to Hogan Johns again. They are probably the best in the business when it comes to this. They're one of my, it's one of my favorite segments. So we thought, hey, let's just add to it. If you guys want to be a part of it, you know we appreciate it. Um, my uncle said he was going to call in, so I'm not yeah, sure so what he's going to say. Yeah, we need yeah. some of that. <laughs> yeah, so I, I'm going to shoot him the link. So we'll, we'll have more on probably Tuesday or Wednesday's episode. But of course, what we're going to do, maybe a little bit different than Hogan Johns, is we're going to be after right after the post game. We're actually going to have it open, and we're going to do them right then and there, probably at the end of the show. Um, yeah. Do a little bit different, but we, like I said, I think it's fun. If you guys want to participate in it, we appreciate it too. Um, but yeah, again, if you can just leave a like. Even if you don't even like the pod, the Bears won today. Yeah, like for a win. Just hit the like button, man. Yeah, like yeah. this doesn't. This is awesome. This is two in a row. It has not happened in a while. So Long hit the time. like button. And if you do enjoy the pod, go ahead and sub too. So um, all um, our Apple, Spotify listeners too, yeah. um, we appreciate you. Not going to forget about you. Um, if you can, rate the pod. Awesome. Again. Um, yeah, we really appreciate it. Almost to 3,000 subs. On our way. So, um, and then before we transition here, well, go ahead. I got some. We got some uh, hashtags in here. So Dakota said hashtag OG. Thank you, Dakota, on Facebook. Appreciate that. JoJo's in the building with the new face gang. Thank you, JoJo. Really appreciate you hopping on here and watching us talk and celebrate this wonderful win. So appreciate it. Again, you can do this throughout the show. Whenever they come in, we'll share them. OG, new face gang. We love seeing all the different faces in here. Whether Absolutely. you're a first timer or you've been in here since day one, we really appreciate it. So. Absolutely. Well, Ficky, um, I, I, is there anything else you kind of want to get to? We'll have a more we'll have a more impact or overview of the game and kind of have a little bit more um, of a nuanced take, some in depth stats, um, and mm -hmm. just kind of recap the game probably Tuesday or Wednesday of this week. But yeah. we're, we were excited to kind of go live. Uh, we appreciate everyone that's tuned in. But Ficky, I, I think you had a voicemail or two where you yeah yeah. To so a guy did uh, uh, Lucas. Uh, but let me uh, give these shouts real quick before we go to that. But uh, yeah. Lucas did leave a pregame and a half no a halftime and a post game. So I'm excited <laughs> to hear what he had to say. So uh, hey, we this do is got the, one more. This first is our one, first yeah. one ever, and we're we're only going to do one today. But we'll have them all. We'll have the rest hopefully on Tuesday, and of course we will tweet it out next Sunday. Um, and yeah. it will just we're be fun. And they are game. I think a little bit different here is it is unfiltered for the most part. So, I mean, yeah, try yeah. to, we want you to be honest. Yeah, don't get canceled. Be, don't be saying anything that gets you canceled. Yeah, don't, if, if you need to, you if go. you need to drop Perfect. Some well, fucking that, said. Yeah, yeah. F words are fine. You know, explicitness yeah, yeah. is okay. Um, you know, obviously we have, if we have kids watching the show, um, they've already heard now. too many from me get this now uh, skip <laughs> yeah. it and then we'll yeah. go forward if not if you're fine you're a little bit older uh, you know it is what it is but we just wanted we wanted to be a unique fun unfiltered fan takes um and and we'll yep. go from there so yeah perfect so i'm gonna go ahead and play this one now from uh lucas and this was his halftime thought so right. let's play okay. it and see and we have not heard thoughts. these uh defense looked good early got too conservative Number one run defense, and we're getting babied by the Lions right now. Uh, man, love Justin Fields so much, but goddamn, there's just some plays where I'm like, get the ball out, man. I swear he'll be sitting there in clean pockets, and he'll bail early. He'll try to make something happen. There's been a few hits where he's almost gotten hurt on, and it's just like, like I know we don't have the all 22 yet, but I have a hard time believing there's not a single place for him to get with the ball. And it's just scrambling every time. You know, I don't know if that's all his fault. I'm sure it's a 
you know, the past few years it's gotten drilled into him that, like, he can't trust what his eyes are seeing. But, God damn, get the ball out of your hands, Fields. Hopefully something changes in the second half. All right. Okay, you know, honestly, by the first half, that's kind of out. I could understand that. You're like, yeah, that's how I felt. Yeah, it's like, come on, bro. There's there's some plays you need to make. So I'm excited yeah. to see how his opinion changed from the first to the second. Because it was definitely a different game in the second uh, second half. So let's see. All right, checking in with the uh, post-game thoughts. Uh, kind of doubling back on my, my, my halftime thoughts. Thought Fields did a lot better job getting the ball out quick, uh, letting, his, letting his playmakers make some plays, you know, with the hitches and the curls. Um, I feel like he did a really good job of that. Still a couple of accuracy things, though, that just confuse me because he's such a good deep ball thrower, and he just puts it on the money, but it's like sometimes that short and intermediate window, he just misses stuff that he shouldn't, you know. I, I The two throws to Mooney, 100% Mooney should have caught. I You know, I know people are going to say that those are bad throws by Fields, and yeah, they could have been better balls, but Mooney got his hands on it both times, and he should have made the catch. The Komet one. You know, I think like the announcer said, Komet's going to say he should have caught it. Fields is going to say he should have thrown a better ball. I could see that going either way. But that last one to DJ Moore is the one that really just irks me because it's like he airmailed him by a lot. DJ Moore showed an insane catch radius, and to airmail him by that much is just it's a tough look. Um, still love Fields. Thought this was a really emphatic win for him and for the team. Defense showed out. Montez Sweat is a game record. Anybody saying that he didn't deserve the contract or that the trade was stupid or real quiet right now. And, uh, yeah, I'm excited to see if we could build on this. I know us Bear fans are so delusional and hoping for anything, but uh, winning out and trying to sneak into that wild card spot still alive. So what are you going to do? Bear down, baby. That shit fired me up at the end. Yeah, well, I mean, sneak in, sneak in. Sneak in. It's not delusional, man. It's possible. Until the numbers say otherwise, I'm, I'm sticking with it. it. I want to say shout out to uh, we have a, a really awesome guy, which we got to have him on the pod. Swift Sports Network um, over here with a comment. Um, first of all, check his stuff out on YouTube over there if you haven't already. But he said, I was mad that DJ had zero targets at halftime. Absolutely. Um, he actually so someone someone got the memo because he had six. He had 10 targets on six catches for 68 yards and one touchdown and should have had more. I think um, the was it Luke who was uh, the voicemail here? He yeah, said Lucas. it perfectly. Lucas, yeah, yeah, Lucas. He said it perfectly. It was a – he airmailed it. And that, and he even said as soon as you saw the camera pan to, to Fields and he, you know, he put, tapped right his away. chest, it was me. And you're right. And the thing is, I feel like Fields, when he throws it that deep, when he th- he's pretty accurate, you know. And so the misses with Mooney were a little frustrating. And then, of course, I, I agree with Lucas there. That DJ Moore one – because that could have been – that would have put DJ Moore over um, probably 100 yards. Um, yeah. He would have attacked on another um, reception. So it is what it is. But shout out to Swift Sports Network over there, Swifty. Um, he's a great Bears content creator. So I wanted to kind of give him some love over there. So awesome. And thanks to you, Lucas, for voicemail. Appreciate it. We'll, no, that we'll, is sick. I, that is going to be share. fun. It's going to be dangerous. And, yeah, and, yeah. and like I said, it is going to be unfiltered. So you guys be prepared. Um, and again, try not to get canceled. Do not get canceled. We, I guess we'll vet it if we can. Yeah, we'll, we'll, yeah we'll, we'll at least make sure we, because we don't want to get canceled either. But yeah, we'll, we'll vet true. them. But don't feel bad if you throw in some cuss words in there. I just want to. No, that's fine. That's so fine. We're good. We're, we're yeah. good on that. <laughs> yeah. Try, try not to get canceled, please. That's the <laughs> We want you to be able to, to watch it. your bears in peace. <laughs> yeah. Don't, don't get canceled. <laughs> yeah. But, but, but again, that's all I got, man. The, the the support has been unreal. We are on our way to about two thousand or three thousand subs on YouTube. Um, we appreciate it. Apple, Spotify. Uh, we have not forgotten about you guys either. We the love again. We um, it, it's been fun, and the game the Bears are you know fun again. You could say we have a little bit something to play for. Um, so we'll be back Tuesday, Wednesday. We actually have a very special episode. And I'll say here we have Rob Schmitz, uh, Robert Schmitz over there. Their podcast. Bear with me. Um. They're going to be coming on. It's going to be like a joint podcast. Um, so they're going to be joining with us, and we are going to um, – uh, Nick Whalen is the guest over there – or I'm sorry, the co-host with Rob, and they're going to just talk Bears with us, which there's a lot to talk about now. There's a lot of yeah, scenarios. A lot of, I don't even think we're going to talk about talk about, but it's normally not been – It's fun now. Very, it's uh, not just going to be about the quarterback. Fun. You know, It's right. about the defense. There's just so such a – there's a lot of fun things, a lot of storylines going on with this team. And honestly, Matt Eberflus is kind of growing on me. We didn't even talk about him 
and maybe him sticking around for another year and Luke well, gets winning. It's it's pretty simple. Winning cures everything. You keep winning. Yep. Your chances of being a coach go up because <laughs> you win. That's all that matters. So if well you win out, if you, I promise you, if we win out, they are running it back. If we yeah. go nine and eight, they are running it back with everyone. I promise you, I would be so surprised because we talked about consistency with the team, right? Mm -hmm. That's something to keep consistency. You won more games than you lost. You were the worst team in the NFL, the National Football League last year. And you went from three wins to nine wins. Again, this is all specul speculative. They have to win out. That's a plus six jump. That's huge. Teams don't do that. You're st everyone comes back. Guarantee it. Mark my words right now. I can guarantee it, as Charles Buck as Charles Barkley would say. But hey. if it's like if if we don't win another game, that's where it's like okay, you know, you you lose out for you know the last four, mm -hmm. then then you start having some conversations. So on a, I want to end with this. Well, actually, we had what has happened to JF one and Mooney. That's from um, uh, stick with her. Yeah. So first of all, I think we, we touched on it earlier, and what kind of I think it's just they're just off, man. It's just, yeah, I don't. It's I don't weird. Know what it is. I, I wanna, I'm going to put a little bit on Mooney, a little bit more. I think he holds a little bit more to blame. It's not been his sharpest year. Um, he's coming off that injury. I don't some, know if that has anything to do with it. And maybe it's a little know. bit biasness because I'm seeing DJ Moore catch his catch radius. The way that he – it is insane. So I'm like, Mooney, um, we've seen you make some tough catches. You know, he's done it in the past. I'm like – Easily. Some of them are going through his hands, and I, some are like, you know, tough one-handed. But it's like – is it the offseason so, not having as much time to injury recovery? I, I don't know. Yeah. The injury recovery? I don't know. So yeah. But hey, I want to end with this. Um, and then we'll kind of get out of here and we'll be back later in the week. But um, DJ Moore was asked, he goes, Do you guys feel like you're growing? Uh, he had an awesome answer. He goes, Heck yeah. Do you not remember when we were on that up and down roller coaster and we just stacked two wins back to back? So I'd say we're doing great. So I think that's a fun way to end the pod. There's a lot of momentum here. And worst case scenario, you went out, you still don't get in, but you got the momentum heading into next year. And look at the Lions. I know we just beat Winning. them, but they were nine and four. Fun team. And you have Three a work. lot more coming in next year with depending on what they do with the picks, the the cap yep. space and everything like that. So I mean it, I mean it's it's pretty simple, man. Three words. Winning cures all. You start winning, Absolutely. you'll probably be set. So yeah. We'll see what hopefully they keep winning. That's all we can ask for. Is hopefully they keep winning. And, and, and likely the strength of the schedule is in. There's a lot of winnable games there, Ficky. Oh, I mean, yeah, it's NFL, so every game's winnable. Yes, like it, we're not playing like some of these top playoff contenders. Yeah, actually, I don't know if any of these teams are true playoff like lock-in contenders. Nope. So you know what I mean? So, Win the table. Win and, win and get in. Win and sneak in. That's what I'm going to keep saying. Oh win and sneak in. Man, can you um, imagine much you get, like, a playoff, like, game? <sighs> That's crazy. For how this team started, I know we're, like, hopefully. I want to right do a playoff pod episode, Oh, we man. have to. That'd be, oh, that'd be crazy. We're due. We're due. And we, anyways. Man, you can make some noise. I'm getting ahead of myself. I feel like this team can I make know, some noise. You get in. They make shit in, the bed literally next Look week. at the Giants, the New York Giants, who, you know, they went on a little run there. I'm not saying we're doing that. Absolutely, probably not. But, I mean, this defense keeps on playing. I'm just going to shut up now. Is, because like, I, like, you said, like you said last week with Kevin Garnett, anything is possible. So. Anything is possible. And, uh, <laughs> anyways, when you beat a 9-3 team like they did against the Lions today, I, I mean. You feel good. Are sure. the Lions frauds or the Bears just really, really no, good? Not, I think they their last five. They're not a yeah. fraud. You have nine wins. Yeah. What are you going to do? It's the NFL. Teams lose. Absolutely. Again, well, hey, Marcus Watkins on YouTube, he goes, that's that's a great win. We'll leave it at that. It's a great win. We'll be back later this week. We appreciate the support. Um, bear down uh, and enjoy, enjoy this one. Peace.